Are you ready for this? Dun 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 dun. I got the song wrong, but you know what I'm. Dun 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 mm-hmm. dun dun. <laughs> you know what's funny? I just watched Space Jam on the way home. See, I totally affiliate that song with the Bulls, the '90s Bulls. Yeah, for a sure, a million percent. And Michael Jordan. Oh, God, I miss basketball of the '90s. Me too. It's just so. I don't even follow basketball no, anymore. I don't either. Just college basketball. Oh, but this is a paranormal podcast. <laughs> Nothing to do with basketball. Nothing to do with basketball or any of the sports. <laughs> We're Oddity Files, the, the podcast. podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Dungeon Kids. It's another morning show. It is another morning show, but we are on the cusp of afternoon, three minutes. Exactly. So well, we are a creepy, haunted, paranormal, otherworldly, UFO-ly, Bigfoot-ly podcast <laughs> where we tell stories that have to do with all those things that I just listed. But sometimes we're funny, and sometimes we think we're funny. We're really not that funny. Um, but Nine times out of ten. <laughs> all the time we're sarcastic. Always. <laughs> we were born that way. Uh, so y- y'all just got back from London. We did. We did a long weekend there. We were over there for the Code 8 premiere, which is a feature film that um, was produced by Stephen Mel, Robbie Amell, and, um, and their director that they have on board. We actually didn't get to watch any of the movie because <laughs> there were two viewings. And so we were shooting the photo ops before them. And the way they were staggered, they had a photo op at the beginning as people were coming in uh-huh. with Steven. And then they had like little finger food and drinks. And then they went in. And then at the end, they had like a 15-minute Q&A okay. that we also shot. So as they were coming in for the first movie, we were taking their photo ops and they went in. So then once they got in, the second round was coming in. Oh. So we were shooting those photo ops. So by the time that was done, then we had to go shoot the meet and greet. So you went to the Q&A. premiere and never saw the movie. Yep. We saw the opening <laughs> credits. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, it was um, good to see some familiar faces just that we only ever see over there. We saw a lot more than I thought we would. Oh, I know. I had people um, tweeting me, are you here in London? I, I saw Clayton. I'm like, no. Um <laughs> But yeah, so it was nice, and then we stayed with our friend Madeline. Oh, cool! And um, so yeah, it was it was good. Nothing awesome. really haunted happened, unfortunately. Well, that's okay. <laughs> right? You live. What about you? Anything spooky in your life? Um, no, not really. Um, I did have uh, one of our dogs passed away this last week, but I think she's haunting all the electronics in my house. Um, because weird shit's going on with that. Um, I was telling DJ Jimmy about that before we started, how like just the timer on our air conditioner on on the top floor, the time switched. Um, just stuff's not working like it should be. Batteries are dying real quick. I don't I do believe that animals can can haunt. Yeah, I if you will. Um, and you know, if, if anybody could cause chaos, it was that dog. So, (laughs) (laughs) 
So yeah, that's about it though. Either that or it's just complete coincidence. Well, there also have been mad solar flares again. I know. I texted you guys about that and I listed everything that can go wrong. And it's like everything. Yeah. It's worse than Mercury retrograde. Mercury retrograde is is what's what wait? Retrograde <laughs> is just communication-based stuff. This is just, you can feel like you have the flu, you can have super energy, you can be lethargic. What's crazy is Mercury being in retrograde, like, I still don't totally understand all that. But solar flares just seem fucking terrifying. They really do. What if it, like, reaches out too far? There was literally a movie where that's how the end of the world happened because the solar flare was so strong, it just hit the Earth and toasted it. Well, and and if they're too strong, can't it just like wipe out all electronics? Maybe that's the problem with the electronics in my house. Maybe it is solar flares. Solar flares. If you are a solar flare expert, please email us, <laughs> oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. We want to have you on the show. We, wa- we talk about it all the time. All the time. It's like something's going wrong. Must be solar flares. Has like, to be. Not this past weekend, but the weekend before it, it was a full moon and solar activity. Oh, gosh. End times, everyone. End of times. I did watch a Netflix show called The Order, which is fun. Okay. It's about uh, college and instead of like fraternities and sororities, it's secret societies, Ooh. which is so good. And they pretty much had the um, the magical side of things, pretty much had a wonder box and it was no kind of epic. But more so, this box is supposed to, the people have to answer you and the people you want to have to talk back to you it's like you you hook up you know like those old phones when you go to the operator dial nine none of us know because we didn't live through that but <laughs> it's like you hook the thing at me go i want to talk to so and so yes i know what you're talking about and it was i was kind of jealous <laughs> ours doesn't work that way it was like a direct line it was legit a direct line that's so funny but it's it's like 10 episodes super fun did you see that speaking of netflix they've ordered a show called Paranormal? No. Yeah. Um, is it reality based or? No, it's a series. Oh, um, fun! And oh, I have my Wi-Fi turned off, so I don't get yelled at. But <laughs> it there's something unique about it. It's like an oh, it's an Arabic horror series, Paranormal, and it's really it's the first Middle Eastern production, um, like. It on Netflix. Oh, that'll be amazing. Yeah, so really cool. Super excited about that. We do have an announcement next week. We don't know when, but next weekend here in Indianapolis is Indie PopCon. Yes. And um, it's downtown. It's at the convention center. And they have a podcast marathon all weekend that we're going to be a part of. Yeah. It'll be super fun. And my friend KJ, who's been on the show, told us her ghost story. She's also a part of the kind of nerdy girls podcast. You should definitely check it out. She's got a table there as well. So I'm going to pop over for a little bit yeah. and, and talk ghosty shit and nerdy shit there. So nerdy definitely ghosts. Indie PopCon, check it out. As soon as we have when we're scheduled to be live. Oh, it is a live show. I forgot to say that. Right. <laughs> live podcast. We only get 30 minutes though. That's okay. That makes me nervous. Oh, I think we'll be fine. Yeah, but my stories are always way too long. But remember Horror Hound? We actually, it was only like 40. And it was perfect. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, we just don't have this banter. We just get right into the (laughs) meat and potatoes of the podcast. Of what we are. Yeah, so check our socials. As soon as we have more information on that, we'll let you know. Um, 
It'll probably be Friday or Sunday okay. is what we're thinking. Let's all of our see. socials are at Oddity Files on all the platforms. Instagram, Twitter, you name it. It's just Oddity Files. And then on Facebook, we're also Oddity Files. And we also, I know Kitsy kind of mentioned it earlier, we have this semi-secret Facebook group. Yes. That um, like sometimes today, like we're going live and then as soon as it's done, we just take it down. So if you happen to catch it, then you get to see how we do this. And if you're watching right now, hey, Hello. we're waving. Um, but yeah, that's how you find us. Yeah, absolutely. And we're also on Amazon Prime. We are. Two, two seasons. full seasons. It's kind of exciting. Last week, like views jumped. Really? Yeah. Hmm. And then it dropped again. But okay. it, still super exciting. It is. Everybody was super excited about Cooper's story last weekend as well. It was a very cool story, though. It was fun. He's good people. I'm glad everybody got to check that out. Do you have any paranormal news? I do. So this one I thought was right up your alley. I can't remember how I found it. Did somebody send it to me? I don't know. It's called Independent Witnesses Report Silent Ghost Plane, which Whoa. turned the sky dark. And since y'all just got back from London, this happened over there. Oh, the UK. not a UFO, a ghost no, plane. Like a ghost plane. <laughs> I'm going to, this is from Derbyshire Live oh. website. Separate reports of a mysterious ghost plane have emerged in Derbyshire where witnesses have seen a dark, silent shape sweep across the sky. Onlookers have stated they've seen a dark shape in the sky at around 6.45 p.m. on Monday night at different locations across the country. When was this written? Let's check. Um, 27th of March is when this was written. Onlookers, oh, I already said that. Mark O'Brien believes he saw a quiet, low-flying plane fly above him after picking his daughter up from her swimming lessons in Ripley. He said it was too low. It must have been only around two or three houses high. I thought it was going to, going to crash at one point, but it was large and very quiet. I remember it flying above me and my heart stopping for a second. It looked like an old World War II plane. Whoa. But it was dark out, so I couldn't quite make it out. I panicked because I thought it was coming down on the houses near Ashford Rise, which is near my house. There was no noise or smoke. It just flew off and disappeared between some nearby trees. I came into work today and told my colleagues about what happened, thinking they would expect me to be crazy. But one of them said they saw the plane as well. No way. Yeah. And it was weird, but but I know quite a lot of people have seen them before. So this is a thing. These huge World War II vets are so low. I mean, vets, planes, ghost planes, are flying so low that everybody is like worried that it's going to crash, but it doesn't. Hmm. Yeah. So this person says the whole thing was really weird. We were driving towards Bamcroft. Uh, UK stuff, when the radio suddenly lost all signal and the sky just went really dark. Oh, all, my God. I know. So weird. All of a sudden, a huge old aeroplane, they spell it differently than we did. I didn't know that. Flew straight over our heads, completely silent, and was heading for the ground. My partner and daughter both saw the same thing. We thought it was going to crash, but then it just disappeared. Nuts. 
That's so crazy. Yeah. I can't believe, I mean, if this has been going on for a while, I can't believe this is the first story I've seen about it. And they've got awesome, this awesome photo of here that I was hoping was like Whoa, somebody. Whoa, can you imagine? I know. I'm sure it's Photoshopped, right, but absolutely. still creepy as fuck. That's crazy. Yeah. But I mean, if that's where ghost planes are going to fly, it's definitely going to be Well, yeah, World if you War think II. about it, like, yeah. Hmm. Is it residual? It has to be. But here's the thing. So an airplane is a machine. I, it has no spirit. I don't know. I need, I want answers. <laughs> How's that happen? I don't know. So if anybody knows the ins and outs of airplane hauntings, if you could let us know. While at you're at it. Oddity Files Crew at Gmail, because it makes no sense to me. It would help if you were a ghost plane slash solar flare expert. Yeah, so we can just talk to the same person. Maybe it's the solar flares that are are bringing back, or maybe it's just a, sh- a residual shadow that the solar <laughs> flares are reflecting. I don't know. I'm just making shit up. Almost kind of works though. I know. We do have to Uh-oh. announce our winner of our contest. It's the month over. It is it's the 31st today. No. Oh no. my gosh. <laughs> so we only had like three people email us so this is totally random and i just like stuck my finger on the page and hollis you win it says hey kitsy clayton and dj jimmy just wanted to enter to the drawing for the review i hope i'm eligible i left a review and then they snapped a picture of yeah. the review followed and all the sent it rules so hollis i'm gonna email you but you could email us if i forget <laughs> with your address and we're gonna send you some Really cool stuff for those of you that have no fucking clue what I'm even talking about right now. um, We have this contest we're Mm going to do once a month. If you have in the past left us a review or are leaving us a review now, drop us a line at oddityfilescrew at gmail.com and let us know either your username or take a screen grab of the actual review you left and we'll put you in for a drawing for some some stuff and some things that have to do with oddity files. Yeah. So congratulations, easy. Hollis. Congrats. Woot woot. Send you all the goodies. There you go. I think I have done everything. I think I we've planned on everything. Doing. Plug social. Merch. 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 I added a new merch. It's so goofy and ridiculous, but it's so fun. So you go to oddityfiles.com. Slash site. Okay. Slash shop. Okay. And we we do fun t-shirts yeah, and coffee mugs and and tote, tote bags. bags. And <laughs> stickers and. Yeah. All the good stuff. Well, um, Vincent Price's birthday was this week. And there's this meme floating around that says how friends get me to go places. And then it's a quote from House on Haunted Hill from uh-huh. Vincent Price that says there'll be food, drink, and ghosts or something like that. So I kind of did my take on it and um, check it out at the website, oddityfiles.com slash site slash shop. And it's like this cartoony mansion with a ghost in the doorway. And I kind of Photoshopped a a little glass of wine in the ghost's hand. And it says how people get me to go places. Say there'll be food, wine, and ghosts. So It's not wrong. Yep. That's that's my homage to Mr. Vince Price. 
Isn't he the voice in Thriller? Is he? Yes. I don't know. Oh, you guys are so young. Sorry. Holla back at me, old people. Wasn't he? I just want to know. Oddity Files crew at Gmail. I have a story. I have a story. Who goes first? Why does it feel like it's been two years since we've... It's like been... Days. It's not even been... Eight days. Yeah. Clayton goes first. Great. Did you get your mic working, DJ Jimmy? I did. Wah, wah. Yay. Is it recording? It's on his laptop. Oh. Yeah. Because he's fancy like that. I cannot be associated. (laughs) (laughs) So I have a haunting. Ooh. So... The hills surrounding the iconic Hollywood sign in L.A. are a popular haunt for hikers, tourists, and aspiring actors. It's not uncommon, though, to spot a beautiful blonde as you head toward the big white letters. Well, I didn't want to tell you I was going to be out there, but (laughs) sorry. Go ahead. It's not a ghost. It's Kitsy. (laughs) Several visitors have sensed something strange about this figure. As I told you it was me. They <laughs> walk up this mountainside. Um, this is an actual quote from someone. They said that there was a woman with blonde hair and she seemed to be walking on air. So hmm. they immediately ran the other way. A lot of other reports say that they get this sudden like sinister sense Ew. or you know, like menacing sense as they ascend the trail. Dogs have been known to freeze and refuse to continue walking, cowering hmm. behind their masters. Just a bunch of things that always point to something not good. Um, and he also spot a young blonde woman dressed in 1930s clothing whose footsteps make no sound. So they'll just be walking, see a person, be like, wow, they're dressed kind of weird. Yeah. And then start to realize, oh, this is a little strange. And then the figure makes her way towards the Hollywood sign, appearing disoriented. And there's always a scent, a strong scent of gardenias that follows this person i love the smell of gardenias maybe i have an evil twin from the 1930s (laughs) god (laughs) but soon after all the accounts always say that the the woman vanishes Hmm. she disappears just like thin air Mm -hmm. many believe that this figure is none other than the spirit of a troubled young woman named peg and twistle in 1932 the aspiring actress leapt to her death from the h of the famous sign just like the side the sightings Peg was a blonde and her favorite fragrance, gardenias. Oh. So just a little bit about her really quick. Born Millicent Lillian Entwistle in 1908, Wales, Peg Entwistle came to Hollywood by the way of Broadway in New York. She had a number of successful roles on Broadway and then captured the attention of then unknown Bette Davis. She moved to L.A. with high hopes of getting into motion picture. Betty Davis? She's got... Betty Davis. I've done way too much singing on this podcast (laughs) the last two weeks. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You're fine. (laughs) Soon, Peg Entwistle named or nabbed a role in a movie called 13 Women, a film that starred Myrna Loy and Irene Dunn. Dunny? Dunn? Okay. But reviews were not good. And most of Entwistle's scenes were cut, leaving her, you know, a little heartbroken. Still no reason to jump off the age. Right. At least go for the Y. So Clayton. I'm kidding. <laughs> so on September 18th, 1932, a young woman hiking the hills found a shoe 
purse, jacket, and a note abandoned near the Hollywood <sighs> sign. Which at that point, it still said Hollywood Land because that's what it originally oh, said. Oh, I forgot about that. Because it was a way, the sign was originally put there to like coin this neighborhood, this up and coming neighborhood near okay. Hollywood Land. So she left all the stuff that she saw and then went to the police station and refused to identify herself. <gasps> so police made their way to the sign. I sense controversy. And at the bottom discovered a woman's body in a ravine. For two days, she remained unidentified, which is crazy. Mm. Peg in Twistle's uncle was able to put two and two together. He knew that she'd been missing for two days. Authorities believe that she walked up the nearby slope, climbed a ladder to the top of the 50-foot-tall H, and jumped. Her autopsy concluded that she died from internal injuries and multiple fractures to her pelvis. Her suicide note read, I'm afraid, I'm a coward, and I'm sorry for everything. If I had done this a long time ago, it would have saved a lot of pain. Signed, P.E. Oh, I don't like it. I know, it's eerie. The New York Times reported on her death, quote, police found yesterday at the foot of a gigantic electric letter H, evidence of a movie land tragedy, the bruised body of a girl who failed. Which is like, okay, chill. Well, she had success. That's that's what this is really getting in I, I feel like I don't it's know. hollywood though you know it's I'm so glad i live in the midwest those close to her say that she suffered from depression left reeling from a divorce her husband had lied about her being a father to his or had lied to her sorry her husband had lied to her about being fathered to a six-year-old son and was frustrated by her lack of success in hollywood fuck him yeah Ironically, just a few days after the suicide, a letter arrived for her offering a role in a new play oh, at Hollywood Playhouse. Jeez. The part was a woman who commits suicide. Uh, no. Swear. No. Stranger still, the six-year-old son that her husband failed to tell her about grew up to be a famous actor, Brian Keith. Keith would then commit suicide in 97 two months after his daughter Daisy's suicide. Oh, my God. It's insane. Well, People, move out of Hollywood. It's terrible. If it's that bad. While Peg and Twistle's life ended that day in Hollywood Hills, her restless spirit is apparently still there. Motion sensors installed near the sign by, like, Griffith Park Rangers, not for ghosts, but for vandals right, and stuff, right, right. report often phantom activity when there aren't animals or any other living soul in the area and these aren't just like things you'd get at like lows you know these are right these are like legit right in addition to that the aromatic experience mentioned before some visitors report um a far more traumatic sighting the sudden appearance of a young blonde woman at the top of the h standing at the top Um. of the h um and some have said that th- that she jumps, yet when they go looking at the ground, there isn't a body or anything like that. Uh, but there were only like one or two that said they saw someone jump, but there were several that said they would see a blonde woman standing on top of the H, which is so Terrifying. scary. Right. Um, for many, Peg and Twistle's tragic demise is symbolic of Hollywood's dark side, kind of like what I was saying. Yeah. Why it's often called the Boulevard of Broken Dreams, where success is fleeting and heartbreak is very often a thing. 
Peg Entwistle may have never gotten her starring role in life, but, and I kind of stole this, uh, but in death it seems she is doomed to repeat her final performance as Hollywood's lost lady. Oh, well, she's famous now. Exactly. And I so, had to steal that last sentence because it was like, it oh, was that's good. very poetic. <laughs> Should have just um, said that it was yours. But... <laughs> Yeah, I, one, had no idea. That, no. I knew it was haunted. I didn't know the details of it. Right. I knew there was a story behind it, and that's why I went digging. But, yeah, so crazy. And the stuff about her, like, the son and the son's daughter and all that is Insane. just like, good Lord. So, did she have children? Or just the, the asshole, dick face husband had it one out of wedlock? That's, I think that's what it was. It okay. was just the the six year old son that her husband had, and he just never told her about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dick face. Speaking <sighs> of dick face, I can't. Our internet is so bad, I can't get it to come uh, up here. But did you notice in the Facebook groups, bitch face Teresa got out of jail? No. Somebody posted in there. I can't get it to load. So head to our Facebook group, people, because I can't read it to you because my internets are so bad. Um, but bitch face Teresa from maybe 10-ish what? episodes yeah. ago, um, she's been released on Bond. Oh, gosh. Yeah. The story, for those who are who are not caught up, she um, she left her baby in newborn baby in the snow and was it 30 years later dna tied her to this yep. child and they it's finally like put her in jail ditch and just a terrible yeah. terrible person and that's where a whole bitch face with frozen tears frozen tears and a, a test drive of a jeep stupid stupid but yeah i forgot to tell you that that's also stupid that she's that out. She's out. Yeah. I, I literally can't get any interwebs to work. I okay. wonder if we would be able to investigate the Hollywood sign. Probably there's no way. I think the big GA's been there. Of course they have. Yeah. Uh I can't remember though. I might have to Google that and see what their findings were. Of course they have. But I don't think they were let behind the fence. So I mean, if you if you're the Ghost Adventures and they won't let you behind the fence, There's, I don't know what to it's tell not you. Happening. So I do have a story of a haunting. Ooh! But it's it's the opposite end of the spectrum. It's a love story? Question mark. Okay. Yeah. And I'm gonna. It's called the Haunted Botsford Inn. I'm filing this under things I wish I had known a couple of weeks ago. I don't know where is it. Um. Right outside Detroit, off of Grand Avenue. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Where we were exactly uh. two weekends ago. <laughs> so in 1836, Orrin Weston, a farmer, constructed the original portion of this inn as his personal residence. In 1841, Stephen Jennings purchased the house and converted it into a tavern known as the 16 Mile House. Can I just say when we were driving up to Detroit and the exits, it was like 16 mile, whatever mile, whatever mile. I just couldn't wait to see eight mile. Isn't that the M&M? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was like, babe, it's eight mile. It's eight mile. These are, these are really street names. It's crazy. Anywho, 
Um, he purchased the land. The building served as a stagecoach stop on what was then the Grand Avenue River Plank Road, connecting Detroit to Lansing and Grand Rapids. In 1816, 1860, not teen, Milton C. Bostford purchased the inn, renaming it the Bostford Tavern. The tavern served as a popular meeting place for farmers, drivers, local residents, and travelers. It doesn't say drivers, it says drovers, but I think I meant drivers. I'm sure. I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> so in the late 1800s, a couple met at a square dance. It was the place was oh. known for its its dancing what events. What a way to meet. I know. In Michigan, a square dance. Who'd have thunk? <laughs> um, on New Year's Eve, one of many that happened there during the inn's heyday, he was a young man born to farmers in the rural part of Michigan, and she was born to the same background. The two of them met on the 31st of December in 1885, and she was said to be impressed by his mechanical abilities, and he was won over by her serious and... Square dancing skills? <laughs> well, they had to, I mean, she had to have the moves. Sorry. I'm just saying, wait till you find out who this guy is. It's a catch. So she had to have some moves. <laughs> Picture in square dancing with a stripper pole in my head right oh now. Oh, my God. Anyhow. Um, Sorry. The, no, that's fine. <laughs> he was won over by her serious and appreciative disposition. Uh, the beautiful ballroom upstairs would provide the couple with countless hours of enjoyment. After some courting... And some waiting, since her mother thought 20 was far too young for her daughter to get married. In the 1800s, that seems like a stretch to me. I thought they got married when they were 12. Right. Okay. It's not just me then. Maybe it's just for dramatic. I don't know. Um, on April 11th, 1888, on her 22nd birthday, Clara and Henry married to become Mr. and Mrs. Henry Ford. Oh. Yeah. You see the game I played yeah. there? And I was like, oh, twist, it's Henry Ford. Anyway, <laughs> after their marriage, the Fords lived on a farm, on farmland given to Henry by his father. By 1891, however, the couple moved to Detroit, where Henry Ford began working as an engineer for Edison Illuminating Company. Oh. I never knew that. Wow, I me thought either. that was super interesting. The couple's only child, Edsel. Edsel. I didn't realize they're. The Edsel was named after their kid, just saying. I learned all kinds of stuff. Um, was born November 1893. In 1896, Ford completed a four-wheel, self-propelled vehicle with a gasoline engine called the Quadricycle. I didn't know it was called the Quadricycle. During the early years of their marriage, the couple lived in 10 different rental homes while Whoa. Henry worked to develop an automobile. After incorporating the Ford Motor Company in 1903, Henry launched the Model T in 1908. The car, which was in production until 1927, held the record for the world's top-selling vehicle until it was surpassed by the Volkswagen Beetle in 1972. Oh, that's a long time. It is. It's a it really, really long time. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I didn't know a lot about Henry Ford, other than you know he was like the creator of the car in america yeah. pretty much but just in case people didn't know who henry ford is wow i had no idea that it went almost 50 years yeah that's so crazy and i mean the beetle but you would think like 
a Mustang or like a Thunderbird. Yeah. One of those like iconic. It's crazy. Well, to this date, I mean, because like the Mustang's still in production. So I wonder how long it's been in production, actually. Long fucking time, actually. Cars, stuff, things. It's my life. I don't know why. Uh, (laughs) In 1923, the Fords began to take dance lessons again. And maybe to rekindle their love. Yeah, we're going to go with that. As if it was fate, in 1924, rumors began to spread that the Botsford Inn was going to be demolished for the widening of Grand River Road. Henry stepped up, bought the old inn, and had it moved to a location where the building would be safe. Which, aww, how wonderful. At this point in their lives, the Fords lived in a mansion built on land they owned in Dearborn, Michigan. The home was named Fair Lane. It included an indoor swimming pool, a billiard room, balling, and all the things everybody ever wants, and a dance floor. Naturally. Uh, is, of course. And the Fords had always liked to dance, so of course there's that. Clara Ford managed to manage the estate staff pursued such interest as gardening and traveled around the world on business trips with Henry. Henry died at the age of 83 on April 7th, 1947, and Clara died three years later on September 29th, 1950, at the age of 84. Once Henry and Clara were gone, the weirdness at the Botsford Inn begins. Ooh. Employees of the inn were witnessing and reporting strange things. So after Clara's death, wait staff of the inn started noticing weird goings on in the ballroom. The staff would spend countless hours setting up the ballroom for the next day. Everything would be perfectly in its place. A staff member would show up the very next morning when they knew no one had been there overnight to find all the cups turned upside down. Perfectly in their place, but just upside just down. Upside down. Another occasion, the staff had everything all set up for another event, and all the silverware was reversed. So instead of the knife on one side, the spoon and fork on the other, it was flip-flopped to the other side, but perfectly in its place. On several occasions, the staff would be set up for one of these many events, only to leave the room and come back, and all the chairs have been pulled away from the table. This is the kind of shit I want to see. Me too. They need cameras. I know. They need to call the Griffith Park Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> they got some cameras. I'm just saying. Uh, let's see. So sometimes during setup, a staff member would be the last out of the room, only need to need to get back in, and the doors would be locked. The staff member would then start to walk away. They would hear the door unlock, and the door would open surprisingly to find no one in the room when they Why would walk back can't? In. This happened to us. I know. <laughs> we asked nicely. I know, exactly. It said that no event would happen unless the Fords were ready for that event to happen. Lights are also known for turning off and on without the switches moving. The building has since been sold to a local hospital and is used for administrative offices at this point. So, of course, you can't investigate. And I couldn't find any account of the hauntings still happening. So I don't know if it was just like this little blip right after they died. Right, that's what I was going to say. Just a little like surge of spiritual energy. Yeah. that's. I want to know how that works. I mean, can you stay? Can you leave? I don't even know. Now, my thoughts are if the Fords lived in 
in their luxurious mansion, why would they haunt this former inn? Maybe they went back. I don't know. I personally like to think this is where they met and fell in love. Henry saved this place from destruction because of the sentimental memories still there. So why wouldn't they come back to live out their eternity in the place that brought them together in the first place? See, you had a sad story. I have a happy-ish story. And like, this will have a fun title. (laughs) <laughs> Good luck, Jim. <laughs> e. <laughs> like we always say, ghosts aren't always scary. Sometimes it's just a love sto- story that lives out for eternity. Oh. Yay. That's a lot happier than mine. Yes, yours was so tragic. Family plagued with suicide. <laughs> Legitimately. Um, yeah, and we didn't even plan it. No. Look, we used to have like that one thing in common. Now we have like, oh look, we're so opposite. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna make everybody depressed, and I'm gonna lift their spirit. But here's the thing. See, it was like an emotional roller coaster. Mine was sad, but now you're happy. Hopefully, exactly. <laughs> look at the good we do. We do a lot of good. We do. So yeah, we we kind of, I don't know. Just sometimes shit just works out in the end. Sometimes it does work out. I love it. I do have a listener story. Oh, perfect. Do you want to hear it? It's it's short and That's sweet okay. and to the point. He actually sent two or three stories. So I'm just going to start off with the first one. Sure. Uh, no, it's two stories. And he's got more if we want them. So let's figure out. Mark, who is at exploring underscore with underscore the underscore boys on Instagram Send all the stories. So Mark says, hey, guys, love your show. I have a few stories. I'm going to break them up into two emails, personal stories and stories I've heard about the area of Maryland where I currently live. So to get this started, I will let you know a little bit more about me as I itch the computer much closer to my face. I am ex-Navy, currently living in Maryland, because this is where my job led me out of the Navy. I've always been interested in the paranormal, reading ghost stories, and alien abduction stories for as long as I can remember. Well, you found the right place, mister. (laughs) So this first story, as a kid, I always thought I saw things that weren't there and heard noises that no one else did. When I was 13, my family was living in Kentucky, staying with family friends. Their neighbor lived in an old house that dated back to to before the Civil War. There was an add-on built onto the rear of the house to add a kitchen, bathroom, and another bedroom. The owner basically just lived in the back, but his roommate lived in one of the four massive rooms. The original house consisted of just four rooms on two floors with a huge vestibule in the middle with a staircase. Can we just say the word vestibule Vestibule. is not used enough? It's not used enough. It's a beautiful word. (laughs) Anywho, lost my spot. Vestibule. One night, we were all over at... We were all over there at night bullshitting in the kitchen. From the stove, you can see into the old part of the house. The conversation during the night was the conversation during the night was light. Oh, light as in nothing A light deep. Conversation. And, yeah. Yes. Okay. And nothing paranormal at all. At one point, someone thought they would be funny and turned all the lights off. It was my 
it was only my second time being there, so I wasn't very familiar with the place. So I started walking backwards until I could feel something familiar to get my bearing. I backed up into the stove and just stood there, looking up into the old part of the house. I could see the one window in the room and the front door in the vestibule. Oh, look, he used it twice. And as I stood there, I started to see what looked like someone walking toward me. Wow. She was slightly glowing and seemed to be hovering toward me. I couldn't see her face or her feet, but I could see what she was wearing. It was an old nurse's outfit, complete with nurse's hat. Needless to say, I started freaking out, even to the point of crying, yelling for somebody to turn the lights back on. I'd have done the exact same same thing. Then they finally did. They were laughing at me until I told them what I saw. Then the owner told us that he had always heard noises in the old part of the house and never went there at night. And that also supposedly during the Civil War, the house was converted into a hospital. Needless to say, I never went back over there at night. Uh, wouldn't have hate like I wouldn't have either. Well, I want to go at night now. Even though that is like what I say, I think I will never ever see. You know, like I yeah. don't ever think I'll see a figure. Yeah, like you will. I know. It'll be when you least expect it. I know. And like, I probably have, and we've talked about this all the time. Like in. The London Underground, when there are seven million people, yeah, how would you ever know? You wouldn't, unless you saw like somebody walk through them or something, right. or all the airports were at. Yes, like, especially O'Hare, which we know is haunted. So I don't know. This is why I like to go to places where it's a lot not peopley. So if you see something, you're like, oh, it's a ghost. Yeah, exactly. That way I know for freaking right. sure. Uh, but that was a great story. I really, really appreciate cool. that, Mark. And um, if you guys have stories, it doesn't always have to be hauntings. No, UFOs, uh, big feet. Big feet. Like when Bigfoot walked up to gave you a hug. That's the story I want to hear. Right. Octopus. I do want to know if he's cuddly. No, octopus at all. At all. Back to Bigfoot. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you can email us directly at oddityfilescom crew at gmail.com um i'm thinking over the next couple weeks we'll probably do another odyssey soon we do have some great stories we really do um and i can't wait to share them with you all i did actually want to touch base on something that somebody posted on twitter Mm -hmm. yesterday it was um lone sock she had sent us the email about her cat and her sister, the cat, playing something on the speak and spell. Yes. And then she got the closure um, once she heard the story yep. on the podcast. She had a question on Twitter, and I'm going to pull it up here, about cat spirits, actually. So I had no idea. And Oh, I, I, I saw this. Oh, that's not it. So it is Lone Sock. She's on Twitter. I'm looking for the actual post okay so she asks question to the paranormal investigators or better researchers than i is there a significance in the sighting of one phantom cats or two physical cats and or while it's been long said cats are associated with the practice of magic is there any validity to that i don't know yeah i don't know either cats are demons i 
there. Well, actually, we listened to something yesterday that so this they had this actual doctor on that more or less has done his life studies in identifying psychopaths like in humans. Okay. And he has this God, the most interesting job ever right. and so terrifying. He has this multi-point checklist essentially that when he's, you know, interrogate not interrogating but like, you know, talking to people that right. may or may not be, he follows this. And so this woman was on this podcast we listened to and she was she literally thinks her cat is a psychopath. So they, they followed the the checklist with the cat and it literally checked everyone. <laughs> and it was so funny. It was so, so funny. I actually, speaking of cats, I don't remember where this was sent, if it was on Instagram or Facebook, but somebody had said they had an experience. Maybe it was an email and I'll read the email later. This is all completely from memory, but they had an experience where a, a cat sat on their bed but it was a phantom cat with a Cheshire cat grin nope, on it. Absolutely not. Terrifying. No. Nope. At first they thought it was like um a raccoon. A gargoyle type thing. But then it looked at it, it was a cat face with the huge No way. Cheshire cat always scared the shit out the of me as a of child. It is creepy. Yes. Well, the idea of Fantasia it's just so weird. But anyhow. Uh, or was that Alice in Wonderland? Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. Still, that was a little weird too. It was the sixties; nobody can judge. Um, but yeah, so what's with all this cat stuff happening in the paranormal I'm world? Cats, I don't know. I'm, we're both deathly allergic. Um, but we want to know more about cats. In the- cats, solar flares. What was the other one? Mm, what was the other one? Sorry. You're fine. Cats, solar flares. Oh, and and. Ghosts of mechanical objects. Correct. Oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. We want to know all the things. Hey, guys, also for an upcoming episode, we're going to take your questions. We're not going to say we know everything. We don't. And we might totally make up some answers, but we'll warn you when we do things like that. Maybe. Um, Also, like, and they can be questions about anything, really, that you know, has to do with our podcast or I thought about this as well. It would be really cool if you have questions regarding any of our investigations that are on prime. Oh, if you saw something or you just wanted to know more about something about one of the investigations, let us know there and we'll answer it there as well. I know oftentimes I'll be watching some of the other shows and have a question about it. And there's really, Really no way to, you know, ask them. I mean, you can tweet them, but will they right. answer you? Exactly. I mean, we will, but. Um, but yeah, if you have any questions about anything. Yeah. Know. Awesome. And if we find it inappropriate, we won't we won't even read it on the air. Right. So don't be inappropriate. Yeah. But you guys are the best. The best, the best. We love you to pieces. Thank you for sharing all of our tweets and our Facebook posts and our Instagram posts. And thanks for liking and and just freaking listening and watching the show. You guys are amazing. You guys really are. And congrats to our winner. Uh, you'll be hearing from us soon. Yay, Hollis. Go team. Thanks, guys. Weird is the new cool. Bye.